Well, hello. This is Women Like Us podcast on the seven deadly sins. I am Mandy Nolan. I'm Helen Briggs. Yeah, and today um, we're up to our sixth sin. We've been through most of them and most of them we have committed many, many times. (laughs) And today's sin is greed. We're greedy. We are, aren't we? I think everyone's, almost everyone in the Western world is greedy now, aren't they? Yeah, totally greedy. I remember when I was a kid about, and I was greedy because I grew up in, like I was a poor little kid growing up in domestic violence in the housing commission and the kid next door, right? And she's so lovely now. Like she heads up a big rural, like she, she had, she's like, like a chief operator and coordinator for rural fire service. And we, I haven't seen her since she was about three or four. She was my first best friend and she's this cutest little chubby girl. That is and, cute. And she had the loveliest shit. You know, when, when you're living in a dysfunctional family and I just wanted to be in their family. Yeah. Um, because they just had, I just loved her mum and dad and their grandparents and their aunts. And they used to look after me all the time, clearly, because they could see I was a at-risk kid. Anyway, because she always got great toys and stuff. One day, I tipped boiling hot water down the back. <gasps> what? <laughs> so evil. I know. And I still feel really oh bad about God. it. That was Sonia. She's so lovely. And we've, we haven't met up. Was I'm, she scarred? Well, she was a bit younger she than me. She had to wear one of those burn suits. Well, it was in the bath and and when it happened. And it would be one of those days where, you know, I always I was so jealous of everything she had. Cause, oh, so you, like, purposely did it? Oh, yeah. I got, I got, That's I got, horrible. I got a cup and filled it up with hot water <laughs> and just wanted to see what would happen. I was very close to becoming a sociopath. In Do that you sense. think? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if you were close. I think you might have. Skipped over. Yeah, these are things I feel bad about. And then the other thing I did, just on you, I feel really bad. Like I said to her recently on Facebook, I went, I've got some got some deep guilt around some of the things I did as a kid to you. Because she always remembers me as her first best friend. I think she's knocked out some of the stuff. But I knew she was terrified of spiders. Like oh, really no. scared of spiders. So I went to the local show. This is not slightly on great. And I bought, you know, in the show bags, I got the scary creatures oh, show bag. Yeah. I remember how good the show bags used to yeah. be. Yeah. Not like the shit you get now. Like, so I got the one full of rubber spiders and they were and fake, snakes oh, and, fake oh. hairy tarantulas. And, and what I did, you remember, we had a buffet. Remember the Laminex buffet, yeah. that long, and a clock that sat in the middle of it. So I arranged <laughs> all the spiders all over the clock and the buffet. And, and I invited Sonia over for afternoon tea and I made a little tea party and you then I evil I'm evil even, little about five psycho no, four or five <laughs> and then I go hey Sonia <clears throat> what's the time <gasps> oh my god she looked up at the clock <laughs> she went out <laughs> and ran out and that was was my jealousy from did my... your mum know that you did that to her no because I had been coveting all her stuff. Yeah. I've been coveting her family, her mum, her dad, her grandparents. I've been coveting yeah, her lovely life. Yeah, you're like a little psycho. You're about to kill her and take her life. <laughs> I know. I was like fully If psycho. you were my kid, if I had a kid like that, I'd have to get rid of them. I know. I was awful. I couldn't live with a kid like that. An evil little. I was really evil. And then. That's terrible. I know. I, I mean, I had a, I, <laughs> I also grew up in a, in a little govy house and two, two doors down was a family. The mum's name was Olga. Mm-hmm. And they had a pool, above ground pool, shitty one, but was still a pool. Oh, still a pool, Jesus. And, and their kid was like two or three years younger than me and they also had a trampoline. We had neither of those things. And I just used – I didn't want to be friends with the kid, but I wanted to go in the pool. 
And her mum said to me one time, well, I guess we probably got to about 11 or 12, and she said, you're too old to play with her now. You've got to go home. Oh. I know. That is mean. And then I killed them. No. <laughs> And you're going, I'm not here for her. Yeah, I'm not playing with her. I'm, I'm just having a swim and a bounce. Yeah, I'm into your assets, lady. <laughs> I'm just using the um... – well, it is, it is funny because that is around cupping, isn't it? And it was, as a kid, you have to learn to share your things because it's really hard. I wasn't good at sharing my things either. There was one other incident. Oh, no. Not with, with Sonia? No, not Sonia, oh, thankfully. Thankfully. Um, and we were out. We moved to Quilpie. This is in the year we moved to Quilpie, which was, it's, um, Quilpie is kind of on the border between South Australia and, mm. um, I think, Northern Territory. It's where the train line ends, isn't it? Everything ends in Quilpie, I, I think. I think it's where the tra- the actual Queensland train line ends. Right, ends. Mm. So I my... took a photo, I took a selfie there and then just went, oh. who am I going to show that to? <laughs> <laughs> Someone on a train. Um, I My dad got a job out there as a football coach. And so we, I was about three, three and a half, and we go out there. So big football comp in Quilby. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, Ellen, but it was enough that they packed up, got on the train. We got the train oh, out. Because okay. one of the memories of that train trip was um, a, a, a drunk woman fell on me and had stubbed a cigarette out of my eye. Oh and that's my a God. really, really. Yeah, you're going to remember a, that. I had a very brutal early childhood. It was horrible. And mm. I was I was brutal as well. So we get out there. The, the job's no job. And they're out there. And no, football team. No football team. <laughs> oh, oh, you actually wanted a football team? <laughs> there's no dudes out here. No, there's nothing. And so my dad just i think they put us in a house and then my dad just was drinking all the time because he's massive alcoholic so he just drank and drank and drank and he was probably cranky it's cranky didn't have a job so we were were there for nine months before we went back right and we mum was living on credit mum had to travel on the back of cattle trucks to other towns like two or three hundred kilometers to get somewhere to to do hair because she was a hairdresser there was no work there was nothing but anyway Clearly in that time, it wasn't a happy time. I, um, someone who'd given us food, mum said this family used to feed us all the time and they came around and they put their baby. Oh, no. It, no. In, Is this a story about you're going to hurt a baby yeah, now? <laughs> what? I was three, How do I not Ellen? know anything about three. you like this? If you touch my high chair, <laughs> just fucking watch out. Anyway, it's in my high chair and apparently I just pulled it out onto the concrete floor. And these people came to help us, and I'd crack their baby's head open. Oh, really? Blood coming out of the yeah, head? Yeah, probably me. like got permanent <laughs> probably damage. And that's like you can understand. I was, I was a very damaged child, but don't that's touch, a damaged child. <laughs> don't touch my high chair. Because <laughs> I was, I thought that baby was covered in my chair. I think this is the sin of evil. <laughs> We've just developed a new sin, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Satan sin. Well, because part of greed is that ability to share and an ability to be able to see things that other people have without wanting it. And when you're a child, I'm trying yeah. explaining my sociopathy, and I had a fairly <laughs> full-on childhood, is when you're a child, that kind of behaviour is unpleasant and you try and parent it out of the child to try and teach them to be nicer, but it's very unattractive in adults. Yet so many adults, so well, many people we know are like every, that. Every Everyone. world leader. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everyone who's in power is greedy. 
is that three-year-old child pulling someone out on their yeah. head to get their and chair going, back. And going, look how much I've got and look how little yeah. you have. What's the time, Sonia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Nigeria, what's the time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll freak you out. Exactly. That's horrible. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, do you think you're greedy? I think we all are. You know, I mean, I was rummaging mm. through my cupboard. Today. I've got probably 40 pairs of shoes. You don't need that many shoes. You only got two feet. I oh, know, two feet, <laughs> 40 feet. <laughs> not um, a caterpillar. I, I think most of us want to say we're not greedy, but we, we live in a first world country yeah. and I think by nature our religion is greed. Yeah. It's a horrible thing to say when you think about it because – and everyone – I mean, no one wants to admit that about themselves and you may not think you're like that, but you kind of are, isn't it? Like we're – yeah, we are. We're all ferreting away for our future and our super and what we're going to have and our lovely houses and mm. it, we're in that culture of of um, of having stuff mm. and always looking over the fence to someone else's. I mean, mm. if I go to someone's house and it's like really nice and I look at it and go, "This is amazing," a tiny bit of me goes, "Wish my house was as nice yeah. as this," and I've got a nice house. Well, that's envy. Isn't it? it is envy, but that's part of greed too. I think they're quite related. Because you want more. Oh, they're totally related. Yeah. And I'm very yeah. happy with what I have. Yeah. But you always want more. Yeah. I'll have more plates because that's, you know, and wanting that. But actually wanting someone else's. That's yeah. what coveting is. Yeah. And wanting to, wanting to have better have a, than that other person. Yeah. Wanting to be the best. Because there was that whole thing, remember, in the, was it the 80s? The whole greed is good. Yeah. That was the whole, and it really was in the 80s. Didn't it look like people, like... And it kind of feels like we're living in the world now because I mean, you can't help but feel climate change and all the impact on the environment is a direct result of our greedy Greed. little nature. Oh, yeah. Look at us sucking the earth dry, you know. That's greed. We're, only, we're, we're pulling shit out of the, the ground for money. Yeah. And that's causing problems. Is that just a human trait, though, do you think? Do you think that greediness, like if you have a... You know, animals do that. Dogs are greedy. Dogs are really greedy. They're not going to go, oh, I've had enough bone, you have some. Yeah. And, I mean, I know my dog, he's really, um, you know, you get a toy out and you're playing with him and then you go, here, grab another toy and he will, what are you looking at? I thought I was about to cough. Oh, I thought you were looking at a snake or something. (laughs) You're looking down at the ground. I was like, fuck, what is it? Got a bit of a snake issue at my house this week. Um. But you're not envying where I live this week. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll get another toy out and he's like, no, that's mine too. No, that's mine too. And, he, you know, he's trying to grab it all. I want all of it. Yeah. So I think animals are yeah. naturally greedy. They're greedy with their food. You how, know. how embarrassing is it when you have someone over and your kid won't share? Remember that? Yeah. You have someone over and, and you, you've got this little shit of a kid going, come on, help with your toy. No. Yeah, no. it's mine. It's mine. Not it's having mine. that. Mine. Yeah, but I ours kind of weren't really like that because twins, everything is nothing. Nothing is mm. really theirs. Kind of good. when they're little. Yeah, so they were kind of they would just sit there and if someone they, took something off them, they'd go, "Yeah." They even had to share a womb. Yeah, Ellen. I know. They shared. They shared DNA. Yep. They share. What else did twins share? They share. Um, what is it? The. Um, Sack? Vaginal canal? 
the canal, but don't they share them? <laughs> they don't come out the same sh- time. Do you know I thought that? When I, when I found out I was having twins, I was like, I was, remember speaking to the obstetrician and I was like, um, how do they both fit out at the same oh, time? Oh, that's so cute. He's like, oh, we'll just get one out at a time, I think. Yeah, that's good. Here goes one. They share a placenta. Well, some twins do. But yours did. <clears throat> no, mine didn't. Didn't they? Got one each. No. And this is why we thought that we were told that they weren't identical. They had a placenta each. Right. And I've told you this story, I think, about <clears> – <throat> so I always just believed the doctors. They were yeah. like, oh, you know, they're fraternal twins. But they look exactly the same. I mean, even to the point where their teeth would come in on the same day. So you didn't you know, know they were identical for a while. No. So Alex and I one night were up late, probably with the babies or something. And he, because he was coming home and he couldn't, he just couldn't tell them apart. And he was going, they're identical, Ellen. They, you know, the, uh, the doctors have got it wrong. And I was like, I don't think they are. And you know those late night ads like on commercial TV, like there's some dude who looks like, he looks like a proper junkie at a park and he's like pushing his kid on the swing and then he does this real bad acting of like what you know a wandering face like ever wondered if your baby's really yours <laughs> he's this real skinny looking like junkie sort of dude pushing this kid on a swing it was like wonder no more 1-800 who's your daddy or something oh my god yeah so you could get this dna kit so this is 20 years ago yeah you get this dna kit and so alex goes let's do it and test their dna against each other and yet came back they're identical a- ellen yeah You've never told me that story. Haven't I? I oh. did not know you checked out your twins on Who's Your Daddy. one 800 Who's Your Daddy. I do it later. Yeah. I'm sure there's better ones now. But, oh, yeah, yeah. It, came, it came back, you know, 99.99999% wow. identical. And um, so then when, we, when you look at it, it just means that the cell probably split within the first 24 hours and created its own placenta and everything. So it's a good way to have twins because when there's one placenta, it's bit shit for one of them yeah, generally sharing the placenta is hard and one gets greedy do they get greedy they, when they're breastfeeding like what about <clears> the breastfeeding was one greedier than the other because uh, one was know. just sleepy he so he i used to do this terrible thing now i think about it i'm I'd probably do it again because i didn't want to just be feeding all the time yeah so i used to get a really cold you know face cloth like with ice cold water and put it on his neck to keep him awake while he was feeding how fucked is that oh, that's good i thought you were gonna say just to put it on my tit and then make him like i was going wow like a really cold tit <laughs> no on his neck so he would be like oh fuck it's cold he wouldn't get all warm and cozy and fall asleep yeah um no they they've never really been like that with the i, I think it sucks for twins because they share everything well it is like that and i have to say you know, my kids were never that bad like that. But yeah. I have had people's, my friends' kids, oh, and I've yeah. watched them do it and I've sat there going, are you going to say something to that kid? Yeah. I want to. Yeah. And the, kid, the kid's throwing a tantrum. They're going, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Or you lying know. on their toys like, yeah. no, they're mine. He just doesn't like sharing. And I went, yeah. well, maybe None he needs to learn. Yeah. I said, I've got some hot water. No, because I was that kid. So I guess what's it, the time, kid? Yeah, what's the time? Because you, you really have to do. Yeah. And when they when you see them do that at playgroups, you know that really oh, unattractive yeah. behaviour. Yeah. Let the other kids have a go at the card. Yeah. Jaden, 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 Jaden. Jaden. It's, it's always Jaden. It's always Jaden. That kid, isn't it? I feel sorry for anyone that called their kid Jaden twenty years ago. Yeah, because you, you know, don't hear it back. You don't hear it now, do you? No, not Nobody after that run of Jaden's. 
They're in jail, they're in trouble, they're in court. They do all sorts of things, those yeah. Jadens. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Jadens out, you know, <laughs> won't share, they're speeding. If your girl ever brings home a Jaden, just go, no, no. he's out. It stops here. <laughs> yeah, stops. They, always, they always drive shit cars. Oh, Jaden. Just change your name, Jaden. If you're listening to this and you've got a Jaden. Jaden. It was a nice quite idea. a nice name. Yeah, it was yeah. a nice idea. It was a nice in idea, theory. but it d- 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 didn't that, go well. As adults, we're great. Like, are you greedy? Are you greedy in your bed with John, like with your doona or anything like totally. that? Or are you? Are you? Uh, I'm greedy in the sense. Like move over. I don't take up that much space, um, but I do like my own space in the bed. I don't really like someone leaning over and touching me in the bed. No, I don't either. Which seems a bit sad, doesn't it? Because you go, "This is my bed," and sometimes when I snore, he has to go downstairs, and I wake up, and I am happy. <laughs> Because you get the whole bed. Yeah, and he, I know he's not happy, but I like having – it's a bit another greedy thing that you have that. I wonder when we started – I wonder when – do you know when we started sleeping in the same bed? You know, because – You and me. No. <laughs> no, we haven't, have we? <laughs> no. No, we haven't slept in the same and bed. And it will never happen. <laughs> That's what not she even says the same now. Room. <laughs> um, no, as – you know, because you think back, like to the royals and stuff. When you read books about, you know, they, I'm reading a book about Henry VIII and he didn't sleep Anne Boleyn. In bed with his, um, they never did. No, they had their own. They actually had their own quarters. What a you know, great you had the idea. queen's what fucking top idea. It was only poor people that slept, had to sleep in the beds together. And they said those poor people are having more sex than us. Mm. It's because they're all in the same room in the same bed. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. It is amazing when you think about Greed, though, when you go through um, some of the palaces and stuff overseas oh. and the castles. And I think I went through Henry VIII's, um, oh, where was it? I can't remember. It was somewhere out in some, it was, it was like on his summer estate or something. I can't even remember what it was called. And it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The, and I went to those bedrooms and the opulence of. Yeah, of, it's hideous, isn't it? Yeah, it's un- unbelievable. Yeah. And to think that you could, you know, you know, the chambers and then this room just full of chairs. Yes. Yeah. Lonely looking hard yeah, chairs. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, the part I was reading when I was reading last night was about Anne Boleyn's sister, Mary, and she, she left, she was his lover for a while, Henry mm. VIII, but he didn't, obviously didn't like her that much and ended did up she marrying. Didn't lose Anne. her head though. <clears throat> no, Anne did. Um, anyway, Mary, Mary left the, she left the court. And went to find this man that she loved, and she had to stay in people's houses on the way. She just like left it on her horse on her own, and you know she was pulling in at places where they could only offer her a piece of bread for the night. And she she was thinking to herself, you know, fuck, imagine what they're eating back there at the court. <clears throat> you know, there'd be these poor people delivering platters of meat and wines and all this stuff, and and they flaunted it. They really flaunted it. The rich people, and they still do to some degree, don't they? You know, oh, like yeah. you, you look, look at, at Instagram, Instagram, and <laughs> people is... like the Kardashians. You know, like look at my fifty thousand dollar handbag. Yeah. Who fucking needs a fifty thousand dollar handbag? I know. Isn't that stupid? Mm. Like you, you kind mm. of. I mean, you haven't even got it. I mean, that's what it is. It it's is actually all sickening. What is the point of having? What's the most you'd pay for a handbag? Me, mm. um, three hundred bucks. Yeah. That would be top top of the line for me. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't logistically be interested in a bag. No, if I can't walk out of a party drunk and leave it there, and go, oh, even three hundred bucks, you'd be like, Jesus, I'm going to go back for yeah, it. Yeah, you'd go back. But for if it. you lost it for good, you'd go, oh well, it was just three hundred, I guess. Yeah. So that that's the the limit. Yeah. I couldn't. 
I couldn't spend more on anything than like three. I coveted that black one, remember, when um, yeah. our friend Joe had that shop called Allure and there was that beautiful black handbag. And I used to go in to talk to her and just while I was talking to her, I would be touching the bag, but it was like $440. And I just went, it's, ne- um, it's never going to happen. So I would just touch it. And then when she closed down, she had that big everything half price sale and she mm. invited her friends in. And I messaged her back straight away and went, does that mean the black handbag? She said, I've already put it aside for you. Oh, she'd seen you fondling it. Well, I think I'd worn one side out a little bit. Paid all your DNA in it. <laughs> she you a suckling on it. She found you in there. You can't, I can't justify spending. That is just greed when you're showing, when you're showing off that. Yeah. wealth you know it's hideous it's like you've got too much money there's a lot of people with too much stuff like i get the shits all the time particularly where we live here where we live in a, in a place which is it, it's grade central you know mm. because and ironically what i love because we live here you know in the hinterland of byron bay and byron bay which has this kind of mystique about it it, it is it is different to anywhere else it has an incredible um, coastline and there's a sense you know the reason we don't have McDonald's here the reason we don't have you know a lot of the stuff that is in a lot of other mm. coastal towns that are popular is because skanky old hippies with nothing yeah went to the effort of fighting for it yeah none of those skanky people unless they sold a lot of skanky drugs can afford to be here anymore because they priced out well, so the, unless those skanky people owned some skanky property back yeah, then, and then they're gazillionaires. Generally, they not, didn't. But it was generally it was generally kind of people that were often less materialistic yeah. that fought for the environment for for kind of things that actually helped curate something that makes this region, you know, it's part of what makes it special. Yeah. And the the weird thing is, you get these super greedy, like full on affluent people move in that have no sense of of kind of reverence or understanding or even a sense of duty to to what's come before they just kind of move in there nobody thinks if they can pay you know a huge rent or a huge market price for a for a house what impact that's having on someone at the bottom of the chain you know and when you sell your house and you get a huge profit you know you don't think about that either Mm. i mean there's all that kind of stuff where you go that's where, like, we're so, I don't know, what would you say? We're so kind of um, blooded to the idea of as long as you make a profit, it's okay. But you see the impact where we live in our community. Oh, yeah. Heaps of people we know have had to move out. Nobody's going to be left to work in the retail industry. There's nowhere to live. And- but, you know, someone someone told me today that in Byron there's restaurants. So she tried to go out to lunch the other day with a heap of girlfriends and a heap of restaurants, when they rang, they said, oh, no, we're only doing dinner now. We actually can't get staff. Wow. So there's no one around to feed all these rich people. I oh, know, unless the Helmsworths want to work as waiters and baristas. Helmsworth. Do you know, I have to say this, it's Hemsworth. It, I keep saying Helmsworth. And you Helmsworth. always say Helmsworth, I, I which is really there. funny. It's pretty funny. You've actually changed Imagine their name. Imagine that, going down the local cafe, <laughs> you've got Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, doing the barista, Liam's, take, Liam's doing the, the back table. doing the burgers. <laughs> want to say did you see the other day god it pissed me off he, he, chris picked his kids up from school oh my god and the the headline was um chris hemsworth amazing hands-on father i wanted to go and find him and fucking stab him oh, I, no. I shouldn't be angry at him he's it's not his doing fault. it's not his fault but 
why why do we put him on a pedestal because he picks his kids up from school? Yeah, no. You know, what about the what about the poor tradie who would like to pick his kids up from school but he's still stuck over at Rhonda's house trying to unclog a toilet. Yeah. You know, so his not, poor kids have to get on the bus. Exactly, not father of the father of the year. Unbelievable. Yeah, that that kind of stuff is really And you know, know yeah, that sort of stuff, you know, we stupid. we're all we all Poured well, we, over the photos of Chris Hemsworth's house, didn't we, when he built it? Well, we you all know. hero worship in that sense, don't we? Yeah. We look at it and we feel a little bit like, you know. But I think there comes a point where you go, that's too much. It is too much. I think there is a point where you've got to pull yourself in. It's a small regional coastal town. Pull your head in a bit. Yeah. Don't go so quite so far. You can have something amazing. I think you've always got, because I think that happens, real estate just turns – when people go nuts with that kind of affluence, mm. because you, I suppose you've got this huge budget, you can build your dream monolith. Yeah. But I don't understand why – what I don't understand, Ellen, is why when you've got that much money and that much – not I'm just singling out him because yeah. I know his name, but there's people far wealthier here now and lots of other people who I don't know. So yeah. poor Chris, I just keep saying his name. Poor Chris because he's listening. Sorry, oh, Chris. No, he listens to this podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> But why wouldn't you? He's just waiting for you to get his name right. <laughs> why Sorry. does that Mandy Nolte call me Chris Helmsworth? Aren't I famous enough? <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch any of the movies. Sorry. Well, but, but if you've got that opportunity, why, you? why wouldn't you build a slightly less big house mm. and shave off a bit of the excess and then go buy a couple of properties and donate them back to the community as community? Well, imagine I would feel, imagine how good you'd feel. Imagine how good you'd feel about it. I'd be walking around going, oh, <laughs> I yeah. just bought some. Yeah. Like, you're going to be impressed. Look, maybe he does. I don't maybe think they he do. does. They don't do that. Like, I know someone. I know someone who is a million times richer than yeah. Chris Hemsworth, who doesn't he live do here. He actually is one of the most generous people you'll ever know. Like, he's funded a whole hospital. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's the kind of and stuff do- you And doesn't make happen. a big song and dance about it, just does it. And only the people close to him would no. know about it. And that, yeah, lucky he's not here because I'll be having a go at him. <laughs> yeah. Like, Why doesn't he do something? And then he'd, he'd go, oh. But I, I do think there is a lot of people that could take up that opportunity that don't. You know, people do it for, I think, you know, you don't need as much. No. Yeah. What point is enough enough? That's that's when it tips over to greed. Because honestly, who was? Oh, it was um, Isabel Alonde. You know the 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 writer. Is she Spanish? I think she is Spanish. The writer. I think South American. I think. Oh yeah, maybe. Okay, sorry. I don't know. Anyway, she. um, I read a thing about her the other day that during this whole COVID thing, she really realized what she needs in her life and she said you know my husband and I there she's in her 70s mm. she said really we need kind of two plates two sets of cutlery a few cups you know we don't need all this stuff and she said that 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 has been what COVID taught her I think a lot of people are starting to reassess what's what's important you know after that well it does make you really think strongly about it years ago I interviewed um, Peter Singer who's an Australian philosopher and writer on one of his books, which is called The Life You Can Save, and it was on world poverty. It was really challenging. And you could see when I was when I was chairing the session, nobody in the audience liked the book because oh. it made everyone feel oh. – um, I read it and went, Guilty wow. and uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I felt guilty. And it, it, what he talked about was if – this is, the premise is, because it's based on world greed, if the premise is if you saw someone who was suffering – and you could do something to change that, would you? Mm. Everyone says yes. 
And then you go, why is two-thirds of the world's population starving to death? Like, yeah. to, to not help someone who's in pain, isn't, you agree it's immoral and wrong. So, and then he kind of drills down and looks at what we should give and looks and just tears apart. And as it turns out, wealthy people are the least generous. The most generous people yeah. are always, or per capita of what they give, is always the poor. Yeah. The poor. I've seen those stats too. Amazing. And he looked at... And is it's it a, because they can empathise? Really wealthy people don't know what that feels like to have nothing. I also think know, they've already got nothing. So mm. you're kind of not giving yeah. away. Because I suppose what's what's involved with money is a sense of a fear you're going to lose everything, um, a fear that and, – and a mindset that, well, mm. like, I work for this, I deserve this, mm. this is mm. mine. And sometimes – And why don't you work for it? Why yeah. don't you get off your ass? You know, that, that attitude yeah, that, of least if you're homeless, you could change it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's – so it was really interesting. And reading it was because I was thinking, oh, this isn't me. And then as I read it, I went, oh, this is me too. And yeah. he had all these mathematical equations of how much you should be giving and, and what you should be living on. Mm. And it didn't take a lot of things into account, like the cost of living where you were, et cetera. But it was really challenging and I saw like people in the audience getting really angry ah. and aggressive towards it because nobody wants to be called immoral. So it put forward this kind of conundrum that here we are thinking we're all deeply kind and compassionate but we live in a privileged world in a first, yeah. as in a first world where we're all greedy. We, we are, our mindset is so in, imbued with this tenets of greed well and we're bombarded with it aren't we we're told Absolutely. to be greedy by the media you know you need you need more clothes you need more shoes you need a bigger house you need a better car you need more How money often does it happen need... every day like you can't everything open your... you facebook yeah you know it's all you need these swimmers god the shit on my algorithms from what i buy really apparently <laughs> i like really slutty underwear swimmers toilet brushes apparently and dildos <laughs> Apparently, Apparently, they've nailed you. <laughs> if someone said, what should I get Mandy for Christmas? I'd go slutty underwear and a dildo. <laughs> She'll be happy and a toilet brush. She'll love that. Oh, no, you're collecting the weird ones now, yeah, aren't like you? like an unusual toilet brush. <laughs> only, you need, only needs one toilet brush. It's a gateway toilet brush. Uh, that's funny. All right, let's have a look at the um, – where's my glasses? What have I done with those? There they are. Let's have a look at the – because I do love the punishments. What do you reckon the punishment is? For um, greed? Yeah. Um, is it actually, I would say the punishment is being in a massive department store <laughs> with a huge sales on everything that you that you could ever have, like... Everything you've desired. Everything you've ever desired slashed down that day for next to nothing, but you've got no credit on your card. Oh, yeah. And you have to shop next to someone who's just buying everything you want. <laughs> That's a better that's a better punishment than the real one. What is the real one? The real one is um being boiled alive in oil. Wow. That's a bit that's extreme. It's not very good for cholesterol either. It's extreme. Oh, but it has be to be the finest, most luxurious <laughs> boiling oil oh, because nice. you're a greedy prick. I wouldn't mind being steamed. Steamed? Like if or microwaved. Like being boiled in oil is very old school. Like, it is, isn't it? Is, it? it is. It'd be bloody horrible too. You could be char grilled. You could be steamed, you could be baked. That wouldn't be good because that slowly brings you up. Microwaved. I don't think you'd last long being boiled in oil. No, you wouldn't. Did oh. you watch Game of Thrones? There's a bit of that. What was that? A bit of oil boiling. Yeah, didn't um, Daenerys, you know, her creepy brother, the, yeah. like the albino guy, 
he got boiled in oil, didn't he? Didn't didn't what's oh. his name pour boiling oil over him? That's horrible. You've got to have a lot of he oil. He deserved it. He was greedy. He was greedy. And that's probably why they did it. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that makes sense now. Because I remember going, that's extreme. You could have just cut his head off like everyone yeah. else in Game of Thrones. But yeah, exactly. No. But no. Oh, so that's probably why. Yeah. They've it's expensive way to go. Because you it's think a lot about of oil. it. It's a lot of oil. Imagine mm. going to the supermarket and, I just, and having to boil, for like, oh, tomorrow I've got to boil someone in oil tomorrow. So I've just <laughs> imagine filling your whole trolley up with the the... Two litre oil. Yeah. Like, and what are you up to? Oh, got a big weekend. Someone's been greedy. <sighs> got to boil them in oil. <laughs> it's going to be about 300 bucks at the, the checkout. Just to, and you wouldn't even get up to their knees. You'd, get a, you'd be very hard to find a receptacle yeah. to boil in. Yeah. That big. I mean, I've got a soup pot now, like a nice big soup pot. Still. Still. Only a very small person. I couldn't get like Donald Trump in there. Oh, God, no. I'd like to boil him in oil. Yeah. Imagine. I think you wouldn't need the oil. I think no. if you just set him on fire, he's pretty oily, <laughs> isn't he? Oily. I think he makes his own oil. He does. He's, he's a self-basting chicken. Uh, on the week of the election, we'll find out mm. soon. I'm so sick of it. Are you sick of it? Absolutely. I wish I wish that I could ignore it, but I don't think we can because we it hinges on us as well I in Australia and, and wherever I, else you're I listening. I feel really bad about it. I'm really sorry if you're American. I'm just sorry. But so tired of America. Mm. In that sense, I know there's really oh, amazing. I, I, Ameri- think, I think Americans I think are tired the decent of it too. Americans exactly. are tired there's of so it too. many of them, and you go. But I'm also tired of the way our culture looks. Has always we just look, spend the whole We've time. We look to them. Talk about greed. There's exactly like oh, yeah. to me, America is the greed is good. That yeah. whole film that came out of super the eighties and nineties, the supersized me, is that. And there's a lot of really great Americans, but they, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about America, not Americans. I'm yeah. talking about the thing. That the culture, the culture, and that ridiculous yeah, big is American better. dream bullshit mm. is just gross to me. That is that is great, and yeah. perhaps America is boiling itself in oil. Mm. Well, um, they love a fast fry. They love a fast food. <laughs> they've got someone. Yeah, it's not fast enough, unfortunately, mm. with him there. So next week we're going to oh, have oh, next our week's last the last sin. one. Yeah, it's it's our favourite sin. It's wrath. Yeah, or wrath. Wrath. Wrath if you're a bit of a bogan like me. Wrath if you're posh I'm like posh today. Usually I'd say wrath, but wrath. <laughs> well, I'll be saying wrath. A little we've bit. got some good stories, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we've got some good ones because it turns out I think we're a bit greedy. There's some sins we're, we're more. We're definitely greedy. Definitely greedy without, without yeah. a doubt. Um, it's in our culture, unfortunately. Yeah, totally. Sorry if you've been able to hear the dog barking the whole time. He might have found the snake. Oh, let's go. We've got a snake to catch. Let's go. Mm, we better go. Um, I hope you're well, everybody, and we will be back next week with our final – but it's not our final podcast because we've got it's another one. final one in the series. Yeah, in the series, and then we've got a new series, which is something a little bit different. Be a surprise for you, and we'll talk about that next week It will, week and if we well. don't come back, we didn't win the fight with the brown snake. Yeah, we're off to fight it now, bloody hell. Okay, see you, everyone. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, you can like us and rate us wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Republic. It really makes a difference. We're not sure how it makes a difference, but it really does make a difference. It gets us out there well, apparently even actually, more. I don't even have a clue how it makes a difference. No, but, you know, I don't know, but that's what they tell us to who say. Who are these people that rate? <laughs> the podcast raters. <laughs> <laughs> we're produced by us. With a lot of help from our wonderful fellow funny friend, Lindsay Webb. So thanks, Lindsay. And our original woman like us music is written and performed by Gian and Simon. So thanks to them. Thanks to them. We'll be back next week. I'm Ellen. I'm Mandy. We're, We're women, women like, like us. us. 
See ya. See ya.